Welcome to Kia Says Some Shit Podcast, a place where we're discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm yours, Kia, and I definitely got some shit to say. Today's topic, the wealth of vaginal health. We'll be discussing the ins and outs of the female genitalia. Now, before we get started, let's go over a little anatomy. Anything on the outside is called the vulva. It includes the opening of the vagina, sometimes called the vestibule or the lobby of the vagina, the labia majora, which is the fleshy folds of tissue that encloses and protects the other internal genital organs. They are comparable to the scrotum or the ball sack. The labia minora, those are the inner lips. Now during puberty, the labia minora becomes more prominent and one may grow faster than the other or faster than the majora, producing an uneven appearance. The opening to the urethra and shortening the crew neck or the hoodie is called a clit or a clitoris, and it has 8,000 nerve endings. Everyone's vulva, like male genitalia, comes in different shapes, sizes, and colors. It is important to remember that vulvas, you might see in pictures online, in magazines, or even porns are often photoshopped or may even been altered. Whether your lips hang low or wobble to a fro, if you can time it in an or a bow, if you are worried or think that you don't look the same as everyone else, check out Labia Library on labialibrary.org to bust myths about what a normal labia looks like. You also have the vagina. The vagina is a tube of muscles inside of a woman's body that's between three to six inches long and one and two and a half inches wide. It runs from the vaginal opening to the cervix. For you size queens, this is how your stream opens. After arousal, the upper portion of the vagina elongates, pushing the cervix and uterus slightly deeper into your body to make room for penetration. Since you can't put a waist trainer on your vagina, normal exercise such as walking, running, kegels, even vaginal weightlifting will all help maintain good vaginal function and help tone the pelvic floor. Now that we know the parts, let's talk about them being in tip-top shape. Let's start with a healthy pH. Now, for years, women have been shamed into believing that their vagina is a dirty place and it's not supposed to smell the way it's supposed to smell. Whether it was a song that said it's supposed to smell like water but doesn't specify if the water is supposed to be still pool, sea, or swamp, your granny, who now has a rusty iron box, because she was taught to douche and has been telling you to do so because that's how she was raised. The lack of sexual education in school or some guy who doesn't like to give oral sex instead of saying he's a pillow princess and would rather debase you than tell you that. Look, women have been humiliated into saturating their sweet meat with crazy stuff like fragrances that smell like dead flowers, stale powder, and using dishes in an attempt to mask their scent throwing their whole pH off and leaving themselves vulnerable to harmful repercussions like pelvic infections, overgrowth of bad bacteria and candida, and even infertility. Now, pH stands for potential or power of hydrogen. It's used as a scale to specify the acidity or basicity of an aqueous solution. Acidic solutions have a pH lower than 7 and a basic and alkaline solution has a pH above 7. A healthy pH of a vagina falls between 3.8 and 4.5. It also contains healthy vaginal flora, 
which is composed of an array of healthy bacteria in specific proportions that keeps the vagina's pH balance at a normal low level and produces natural antibiotics that reduce and kill invading bacteria. There are a lot of things that can throw your pH off. A lot of things. Let's start with the stuff you put in your mouth. That too. But right now we're talking about the things you chew. Like certain foods. Processed food and even food with strong smells like garlic, onions, mint, turmeric, blue cheese, even red meat. All can possibly throw off your pH. There are also diets like the keto diet, which is a high fat diet. And it's believed to have led people down a very aggressive, foul-smelling row of keto breath and keto crotch. Now, keto crotch smells like the strongest gym crotch and also have similar symptoms as BV. Excess amounts of sugar and alcohol can also encourage yeast to grow. I'm not saying you should stop having a cocktail or two or three, but the key word here is moderation. Also, stay hydrated. Drinking plenty of water is good for more than just your skin. It can help your vagina overall health by encouraging a healthy sweating and fluid release. For those of you who don't like the taste of water because it doesn't taste like diabetes, it explains a lot, like why your face is bumpier than a toad's ass and your piss is like diet soda. I suggest you take or eat probiotics, or at least probiotic foods like yogurt, miso, tempeh, kefir kimchi at least aim to eat a balanced diet with plenty of fruits vegetables whole grains and lean protein while you're at it drink some cranberry juice it's rich in antioxidants and good for urinary health if you're worried about the way your vagina smells because it's so unpleasant you've been using perfume products to cover it up go see your gyno you might have an infection that needs treatment with a prescription and not you creating a vaginal parfait by laying on the floor and inserting your play. Hygiene habits also affect vaginal scent. Remember, your lady bits are like any other part of your body. It needs to be kept clean, moisturized, and exfoliated. The vulva has sweat glands and hair follicles, which can attract bacteria and contribute to strong odors. Look, sometimes it's not even your vulva, but the surrounding area that's holding the funk. Those nooks and crannies of those thick thighs saving lives can have you out here scared and afraid to let someone go in the bathroom after you first i hope we are all wiping from front to back because side to side and back to front is just you djing like sir mix a lock in your sandbox whether it's a tongue or toilet paper life hack front to back if you want to use any of those fruity candy smelling sprays or perfumes only use them on the outside of your labia not near the opening, and definitely do not insert them. When hitting your spot, use plain, unperfumed, non-allergenic soaps to gently wash the area around the vulva every day. There's no need to send your vagina, remember that's the inside, through your own personal power wash in detail because it's self-cleaning and needs no help washing its windows and floors. Also avoid loofahs. They can cause small tears and they hold hidden germs. Now, if you're a little leaky, don't be too alarmed. Vaginal discharge is not always a bad sign. Changes in the amount of discharge can be 100% hormonal and linked to menstrual cycles, pregnancy, or menopause. 
The character amount of vaginal discharge varies throughout your menstrual cycle. Around the time your ovary releases an egg, your discharge usually becomes thicker and stretchy like raw egg whites. Healthy discharge doesn't have a strong smell or a strong color. You may feel just a little bit uncomfortable. You know, some wetness. Nothing a little panty liner can't fix. But if there are any changes to your discharge that aren't normal for you, such as a change in the color or it starts to smell or there's an itch, see your gynecologist. And don't be ashamed to be honest with them because it might just be an infection. You know, she's a little temperamental. And it is necessary that you have a very strong bond with her. Strong like Gorilla Glue. Speaking of menstrual cycles, y'all not out here wearing scented pads or tampons, right? These tampons can cause bacterial vaginosis. So if you aren't trying to smell like a whole fish market, stop it. Make sure you aren't leaving those tampons in too long. I'm not sure how. One would forget about a tampon hanging out in their battlefield. But apparently it's common to forget it for not only one day, but for days and even weeks. In which case, you know you definitely smell like roadkill. This can lead to toxic shock syndrome. Be mindful of the time. And after you washed your cat, make sure you are drying her off and placing her in breathable clean panties that wick away excess moisture from sweating or from discharge, like cotton. I know synthetic panties are cute, but they aren't as good as cotton. I mean, if you choose to wear them, make sure you are letting that thing air out at night. This might sound unnecessary. You might be like, Kill, who would wash themselves and not put on clean panties? You'd be surprised. She'll have on a whole Gucci outfit down to the socks and on one pair of drawers. Now, you might also say, I don't even wear crotch huggers. There's this euphoric, breezy feeling of being unrestrained that I enjoy when the seams of my pants floss between my lips. And I say, okay to that. I mean, I kind of understand. That's the same feeling I get when I go commando in a dress or at night in the bed. But keep that same energy when your vagina is angry, chafed, and inflamed from infection after you've been force-feeding it denim dial all week. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Sexual hygiene. Ladies, stop letting people throw up gang signs in your litter box when their hands are dirty and look like they've been changing mufflers and their fingernails look like they've been toiling soil. Hands and fingers need special attention before being sexually active. Your hands and fingers are overwhelmingly dirty with unwelcome bacteria. The most common one found on your hands and fingers, you might ask, is E. coli, which comes from dookie poop. If E. coli is passing to your vagina, it can cause a vaginal or urinary tract infection, which could cause a kidney infection. Not only is their hands dirty, but nails have a nerve to be long and sharp. They are in there like Edward scissor hands, scratching and scraping the inside of your taco like a trapped animal clawing for its freedom. If you've been walking around, your crotch is no longer summer's eve fresh. Let alone these dudes that barely shake their little lint-covered sausages off after peeing or been working from 9 to 5. Lather, rinse, repeat is necessary before and after hunching. Sex introduces bacteria as well as foreign substances like lubrication and spermicides from condoms. Wash before and after sex to help maintain natural bacterial levels. 
Don't forget to empty your bladder. Stop holding on to your pee like you holding on to hope that somebody is going to leave their significant other for you. Pee right away. Pee right away. Look, and then refrain from sex if you have cut yourself shaving or have a raw patch from you picking at an ingrown hair. The skin in your vagina is very sensitive. And if you've had any sort of cut, it can lead to irritation or risk of STI. It's best to avoid having sex until it's fully healed because an open cut will allow for bacteria to enter into your bloodstream. Same goes for waxes. I know, I know. I know you want to show off that brand new naked monkey. But wait at least 24 hours after you've had your hair follicles ripped off your flower. Exposing her to the friction that comes with intercourse. Stop throwing your raw badger to the wolves. Sex with a new or an old partner in general introduces new bacteria. And for you who love to be custard filled, sprayed with hot grits or have your club shot up, that's about 10 million bacteria per milliliter of semen. And on average, a normal ejaculation releases 1.5 to 6.8 milliliters. Yuck. That's a whole lot of bacteria. It often results in a change of your vaginal microbiome because semen has a pH between 7.1 and 8. During sex, the pH of your vagina rises in order to create a more alkaline environment to protect the sperm and encourage fertilization. This specific number of bacteria is only the case for unprotected sex. That's if he ejaculates in you. However, pre-cum is relevant to throwing off your microbiome since it contains and introduces new bacteria as well. Now, this is also the case if you are having sex or bumping moose knuckles with a female partner. Their vaginal bacteria can throw off your microbiome as well. Plus, there's the same risk of passing bacteria that could lead to infection. Let's not forget oral. You think that cotton mouth Crusty lips, swollen gums, white tongues, tooth decay, and bad breath can mess with your vaginal flora? Think again. Saliva contains digestive enzymes and bacteria. Not only will you smell like spit, but throw your whole balanced pH away because a change in your smell is going to come. So guys, be upfront with a new partner about both party sexual history, STD status, and any infection either person may currently have. A yeast infection can be contagious if your partner has thrush or yeast infection, whether it's a penis or not. Skin to skin contact can have you pass it back and forth like a hot potato. I wouldn't be fair if I didn't mention those that are prone to overgrowth of candida and reoccurring yeast infections due to heredity, high levels of estrogen, a weakened immune system due to antibiotics, STIs, diabetes. Look, speak to your doctor about possible candida treatments. And see the treatment through. One of the main reasons it keeps visiting you like that annoying co-worker is because it wasn't treated completely. Bottom line is that we shouldn't be more invested in our cars than we are in our own bodies. If you can get your car serviced and listen to your own engine and ensure it's running right. Get your wheels rotated and your tires kicked. Don't let every Tom, Beth, Dick, Harry, and Pat ride in it like the dollar van. Be kind to it. And if your vagina suddenly smells like the hippo house at the zoo or the aquarium or is accompanied by other symptoms, go see your doctor. Have a better relationship with your cat than you do with that lace front. If you can clean and nurture hair that was shipped to you by DHL, 
then you can follow these care instructions for nature's candy. And once again, go to the damn guy now. There's one thing I do ask of you. Go get a mirror. Examine her. Smile at her. Now, I'm sure some of you have never met this stranger before in your life. So say hi. Laugh with her. <laughs> Cry with her. Turn to her and repeat after me. And say, neighbor, you sure look mighty fine today. And then change your angle and say, neighbor, you sure smell mighty nice today. And change your angle one more time and say, neighbor, I thought a chick with a bakery in her panties had something to say. I want to thank you for listening in every Wednesday to Kia Says Some Shit podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Kia Says Some Shit. Questions, comments, concerns. If you have any topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming podcast, leave it there. See you next week.